Good morning, everybody. So good to see you this this Sunday morning. I'm praising God and I'm thanking God that you're here. You know, I was just thinking this morning how fortunate I am to have a family uh, that I could go to um, this morning. And my family is you. And I just want to um, say thank you so much and God bless you all. All right, let's open with this song this morning. Well, I've got love like a river, I've got love like a river, I've got love like a river in my soul. Well, I've got love like a river, I've got love like a river, I've got love like a river in my soul. And I've got praise, well, I've got praise like a river, I've got Praise like a river, I've got praise like a river in my soul. Yeah, I've got praise like a river, I've got praise like a river, I've got praise like a river in my soul. Good to see you guys this morning. Denise, Lori, good to have you. Shanita, good to have you this morning. Let's put your hands together. Well, I've got love like a river, I've got Love like a river, I've got love like a river in my soul. Sing it, I've got love like a river, I've got joy like a river, I've got joy like a river in my soul. Oh boy, I do. I have joy like a river. We all need to have joy like a river, especially with the world and the condition it's in. Anyway, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> hope you have your coffee this morning. I'm going to take a little sip of mine. Here, I'm going to, uh, <clears throat> Shanita may show up here shortly. And uh, I want to welcome everybody. Anthony, Robin, good to see you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And I, I, want, I just want to tell you all um, right now, publicly, this is our church. This is our congregation. This is our meeting you know, for years I held back. I said, well, it's online. But you know what? God, like I said last week, God honors this. This is, if Jesus were walking the face of the earth today, which he is, he's walking in you and I, he would use what we're using, this platform. This is our church. Why? We talk about things that the brick and mortar, a lot of them won't talk about. And that's why we're here this morning. And I'm so thankful that God has brought me into your life and you into my life that we can be together, together as one. Okay, um, let's get into it here. This is gonna be a difficult message for me, very difficult. Um, and I'll probably lose a lot of friends. Uh, I'll probably lose some business associates, so-called. I may even lose some family members, but you know what? God laid it in my heart to speak this this morning. Sometimes, folks, messages can't be just syrupy. Like, they, they've got to be, this is why a lot of the prophets in the Old Testament, you know, no one wanted to listen to him because they were crying truth. And God has given me something this morning that I need to lay on your heart. Uh, it's, it was laid on my heart, and it's just as much about me as it is you, about, the, about everyone. This is about going to the truth, all right? So I hope I don't lose you. I hope you stay with me this morning. Well, I hope I don't lose my wife. Let's see if uh, she's in. Oh, she is in. How about that? Uh, let me bring her on here. Shanita, are you with me? 
Well, I can't hear you. Your mic is off. So, uh, yeah, just so you know, no matter what you preach or teach, if God gives it to you, I'm sticking with you. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I was worried. That's why I wanted to bring you on, because I thought, Lord, I'm going to lose some people, friends and family, but I don't want to lose you. So thank, <laughs> thank you for, for saying that. Uh, Shanita, um, we're going to have praise reports and prayer requests later, okay? Absolutely. Uh, so if anybody needs a prayer request, they'll put it in chat. If they need to email you, what email do they uh, email? Admin at davidhebner.tv. Oh, okay, great. And I hope people are watching this morning, Shanita, on davidhebner.tv because it's free, number one, on the front mm -hmm. page. But then you mm -hmm. can also become a member and go underground with us and see over 700 uh, videos that I do. Um, but aside from that, we've opened this platform up right now as a church, as a membership mm -hmm. program. And folks, you don't need to be a member of any church to be saved. Let me get that straight right now. It does, it, all it does is tell me that you're out there, uh, let mm -hmm. you here for you, and let you know that as long as we're walking the face of the earth and the Lord hasn't come back, that you've got a place that you can come to and you have people praying for you. Uh, Shanita, where can people go just to sign up, uh, just to, you know, be a part? Let us know that they are part of the ministry. It's davidhebner.tv slash member. Okay. David. And you might have already told us in the last year, but it'll just help with my organization if you pop in here. And that way we're, we have easy communication together. Right. So davidhebner.tv forward slash member. Even if you let mm -hmm. us know a while back. Uh, we don't have that recorded. If you go in, you just put well, in do, your, but... your contact information. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, we can have it all in one place. That'd really help us. We'd love to have you all uh, join the ministry, be part of the ministry. Um, it's not about the numbers. I tell people it's not about the numbers. It's about the lumber, the quality of the lumber, of the building of mm -hmm. the ministry of telling the truth. But you know what? as we come together two or more in his name, Shanita, God is here. And I think two or more in his name is great. And a thousand or more in his name is great. If you're telling the truth, right? There's more synergy. You're right. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to bring you a little bit later on. Uh, I'll be here. I appreciate it. God bless. It's my wife, Shanita. So she said she's going to stay with me. Uh, she's not going to leave me. Uh, I have my family and friends, but, uh, uh, you know, you're here and I'm here. Okay, here we go. Um, and then also, I'm not quite sure if she's still on side of the screen or not. I kind of see her screen, but I hope you can see me. And uh, I'm here with you. Okay, yeah. let's. Let, I'm here. Okay, you can go ahead. Yeah, and, uh, yeah you can go ahead and disconnect now. Um, but I still see you up there. Just letting you know. I, there we go. All right. So I, I, I want to get into this, folks. And like I said, this is a tough one for me. All right. We're gonna, it, it, it's something that has to be said. And, and I'm going to explain to you why God laid in my heart that I, this word needs to be uh, mentioned. Now, you see um, that the world is in a terrible situation. I mean, you got crime, you got all of this deception, you've got I mean, it, it, just, it just goes on and on. But yet there's a church on every corner. 
There's more churches today than there's ever been in history. And yet the crime, the evil is more than it's ever been in history. Uh, uh, what's that all about? If you and I have the power of God in us, if we have the power that Jesus had in him, why is the world in the condition that it's in? Why do not we not see the things that will follow a Christian, which is to cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead, preach the truth? Why do not see that? Why do we not see that? It's because of the number one, the last thing I said, preaching the truth. I'm talking about the lukewarm church. I'm talking about the religious swamp, the swamp creatures. This morning we're drawing, uh, 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 draining the swamp and we're, we're exposing the swamp creatures for what they really are. You know, D Jesus had to deal with the swamp creatures. But in, in, with the swamp creatures, uh, they live in the swamp. And there's two kinds of body of water, which I'm going to talk about this morning. There's the swamp which we're going to drain, we're going to expose, but then there's also God's water. And the question is, which one are we in? Which one are you in? Which body of water do we want to be in? Are we in actually? First, let's talk about what is swamp. Swamp is a, really, it's, it's, a, it's a body of water that has no movement. Let me say it again. The swamp is a body of water that has no movement. And swamps are found all over the world. But they exist where there's poor drainage. In other words, the water remains stagnant. It doesn't move. The water is dead. Now that in comparison to God's water, God is a living water. It's pure. It's righteous. It's clean. It's moving. It's powerful. And it contains living things of God, unlike the swamp. Let's talk about the swamp creature. What are the, how, how do you, what, what is a swamp creature? Okay, let's go down. They're, they're, they're instigators and, and or initiators, they're leaders, or they're leaders backed by initiators. In other words, they're instigated, they instigate something, they start something, they are leaders and or they are backed by other higher-up leaders. It's, it's, a, it's a puppeteer. It's a chain of command. This has been going on even before the days of Jesus. Jesus had to deal with the religious system, folks. And you think it's any less now than it was back then? I can tell you, the demons are darker now than they've ever been back, back then. Number two, they start groups that are inclusive and create their own rules, putting them above the truth of Scripture. They start groups that have their own rules, whether it's written or unwritten. You know, when you walk in, you need to be a certain way, do a certain thing, think a certain way, or you do not fit in. You see, David, I, I go to a uh, non-denominational church. Yeah, well, you know what? Denominational churches are also denominations in and of themselves. The non-denominational is the new denomination if they're not speaking truth. And this is what I'm going to get at. David, why are you banging on the churches? Because there's one on every corner and they represent my God. But they don't. Many of them. They dine with demons because they will not stand for truth. 
They will not talk about the sacrifice of children. They will not stand up for widows. And when I talk about widows, I'm not talking about little old ladies. I'm talking about people that, like you and I that are lonely, little, misfits. We don't fit in. Maybe we don't have a big fat checkbook we can't donate. They don't look at that. Why? Because they've got to keep building their big buildings, creating their programs. They're caught up in the cycle. I tell preachers, I said, uh, you really stand for God? Oh, yes, I do. I stand for God. I got a degree. I said, how many people hate you? What? I said, preacher, how many people hate you? <laughs> I hope nobody hates me. I mean, I'm a preacher. I want to be loved. My point exactly. They hated Jesus. They will hate you. That's what scripture says. Well, if they ain't hating, if they ain't hating you, you must not, not be doing the things of Jesus. Have you created your own religion? You swamp creature? Number three, they control, they manipulate. Although you may not know it, you may not think it, but when you walk into these churches and you have a program, you do the same thing over and over again, and you abide by it, you stand up in the congregation, you sit down when they tell you, you raise your hand, you write that check, you do whatever it is they tell you to do, you do it, and if it ain't in the program, by golly, it must not be from God. David, my church is just open to the things of God. My preacher says, whatever God says will happen. I'm letting God move. Really? You walk into a church, especially if they don't know you, and all of a sudden God lays something on your heart that needs to be said. See, God speaks through you as much as he speaks through that preacher, as much as he speaks through me. He speaks through you. Why? Because you're his child. He loves you. You're precious. He created you for a purpose. He gives you something to say, but you stand up in that church and you say, excuse me, excuse me. God laid something in my heart I need to say. And all of a sudden, the crowd of, I don't know, 500, 1,000, 2,000, they look around and they go, who is this nut? And they start to get a little uncomfortable. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, a preacher calls, I uh, need security up here. We got a nut standing up here, uh, waving her hand, saying that God told him to say something. You better get up here really quick before they say what God told him to say. And all of a sudden, before the person can say something, you got security dragging them out. Now, I'm not saying everybody that does that is of God. No, there's demons that walk into church and they do these crazy things and you have to get them out. But don't drag them out, just cast them out. You don't need man's security. You need God's security. They create their own God, whereby creating their own gospel. These places have their own God. Most churches on every corner have their own God. Why? Because the real God will not tolerate them not standing up for babies and for widows. They will. He will not. He said he would not. He will not tolerate those that do not grasp the healing, the concept of healing, the concept of casting out demons, the concept of raising the dead, and the concept of speaking truth. So my question, oh, I gotta get some coffee here. I get a little carried away. Oh. Is your preacher a swamp creature? 
That's my question. Is your preacher a swamp creature? Now, if I'm your preacher, I hope you're not telling me. But, but we're going to talk about that. Um, I don't want to be a swamp creature. I don't like dirty water. I don't like water I can't go in, open my eyes, and see. When I swim, I want to be able to see what's in front of me. I don't like dark water. All right. Is your preacher a swamp creature? Let's go down. Here's how you tell if your preacher is not a swamp creature. All right, write this down. He loves you, but he loves God more. All right, he loves you, but he loves God more. Number two, your car is nicer than his. Your car is nicer than his. His house is smaller than the size of his church. This is how you tell if your preacher is a swamp creature. If he's not a swamp creature, <clears throat> his house is smaller than the size of his church. Number four, he treats small donors and non-donors and equal to the big donors with the big fat checks. He doesn't care. It's all the same. Why? Because he does things for God, not for man. Number five, you're able to approach him without going through a committee or a group of bodyguards. Let me say it again. You're able to approach your preacher without going through a committee to set up an appointment, secretary, or a group of bodyguards. Number seven, oh, number six, sorry. He deals with his own sin and shortcomings before he starts condemning you for yours. Number one, he should never condemn you, period. But he needs to talk about his backyard before he tells you to clean up yours. You got these preachers standing up there that are addicted to porn, addicted to drugs, addicted to food. And they want to sit there and they want to condemn people that are living together, condemn people that uh, have fallen into homosexuality, condemn drug dealers, prostitutes, and yet they're not dealing with themselves. Preacher, deal with yourself first. Doesn't mean you can't fall. Of course you can. But you're dealing with yourself. You know what that does when you deal with yourself? When I deal with myself, my shortcomings, my sin, you know what that does? That humbles me to where I cannot condemn anybody. I can only tell people how broken I am. And I ask people, if you're broken too, there's repentance. You see, there's a difference. Number seven, he stands up for the innocent and the widows. I said that. He stands up for the children. Let me tell you something. If you're a pastor... 99% of the time, because sometimes people forget, I'll give it 95% of the time. If they're not up there talking about the children, the unborn, children that have been kidnapped, children that are caught up in human trafficking, protecting our children, our innocent, if your preacher is not talking about that, about widows, then you need to re-evaluate should you be there. Is he ignorant? Maybe. He won't be after you tell him. After you say, hey, preach, are you a swamp creature? If you are, stop. Get out of the swamp. Number seven, he preaches hard sermons, sermons that people are not going to like, sermons that burn people's ears, not tickle their ears, no matter the consequence. 
Folks, I'm so glad you're here with me and I appreciate you all putting up with me and my shortcomings and my mistakes. But you know this and I know you and you're the same way. You will speak God's word no matter the consequences. And that's what I'm gonna do. If God says something and I know it's from God, I gotta speak it. Because why you and I are watchmen. Scripture says, and I'm going to paraphrase, that you and I have been pointed watchmen. And if we don't blow the trumpet, if we don't sound the alarm, then their blood is on our hands. But if we do and they don't listen, then their blood is on their hands. I don't want blood on my hands. Number nine, here's a good one. Your preacher, if he's not a swamp creature, he cries repentance. And he points to an altar that's in his church. If you don't have an altar in your church, chances are you have a, uh, you're in a religious swamp and you have a swamp creature preacher. Well, my preacher wants an altar. They just want, the committee won't, ah, shut up. I want to hear about a committee. Preacher, if you've got a committee telling you, you can't do what God tells you to do, preacher, get out. Get out, get off of that pulpit. That's not even a pulpit. It's a demonic dungeon you are in when you've got a committee telling you what you can and cannot do and you're not listening to what God is saying. That's not a pulpit. It's a demonic dungeon. It's a stage of stooges. These goofy Christian rock bands up there wishing that they could be the latest rock star, but they can't. So they'll just sit there and do it for God. So they say they do it for God. They don't do it for their flesh. I know I was a musician for years. I'm still a musician. I don't want to see musicians get on stage and act like rock stars. I want to see them humble. I don't, I don't even want to see them on a stage. Get off the stage. Drummer, guitar, get down amongst the people. Get on your knees, cry amongst the people, weep. And before you get up there and you sing a La La Goo Goo latest Christian hit, I want you to go to God and get on your knees and repent and cry out and say, God, help me. Because I guarantee if you do that, chances are you will not play that latest Christian radio hit. Maybe you will if it's from God. That's why I like these old songs. I like the old hymns. They've been proven with time. Nobody owns a copyright on them. It's not about the money, unlike these new songs. So I play these old songs, and it's just me and a guitar, folks. It's me, you, and a guitar, and God. We don't have smoke. We don't have lights. We don't have anything except what God gives us, which is our knees to bend and to get down on and praise God. And you know what? I thank God that he's given me little. Because when he gives me little, I can do a lot. But when the demons give people lots, they can do little. I'm say that again. I'm glad God gives me little. I'm glad, glad God keeps me simple. Because when demons give people a lot, they can do little. But when God gives me little, I can do a lot, and so can you. 
Lisa says, I don't mind taking the difficult things layer by layer. Hope I love the old hymns. I do too. Hope I love them. Amen, Lori. I just love them. Well, not all of them. Some of them. You know those old hymns? You know where they came from? <clears throat> they were actually barroom songs. They played them in the barrooms. Who knows what the words were? But people knew the melodies. They remembered the melodies. And then uh, then people would, God would give people uh, lyrics, godly lyrics, and they'd put them with these old barroom melodies, uh, melodies and uh, that's how they learned these songs. But you see, God can take things like that out of the swamp and bring them into his clean water. Okay, number 10. Well, I said, he, he, number nine is he cries repentance and here's my altar. Folks, we have an altar in this church. In this congregation, we have an altar. Uh-huh. Look down at your knees, look at the floor, look at the couch, look at the chair. You have an altar. It's bowing before God. Say, David, I can't, I, I can't get on my knees. I don't know if I can get up. Doesn't matter. You don't need to get on your knees physically. If God knows if you can, can't do that, you bow your head. It's a, it's a condition of the heart. Repentance. Bowing on our knees is simply just a manifestation of how we feel in our heart. It's showing God that we have an allegiance to him, that he's greater than us. Okay, number 10, your swamp, uh, how to know your preacher's not a swamp creature. He's ready to die for what he believes. He's ready to die for you, and he's ready to die for God, for what he believes. He's ready to die. I said that. He's ready to die. Not ready to, uh, you know, get a big fat paycheck or get pat on the heads. That was a great sermon. He's ready to die. To go all the way. This is what I believe. If you don't like it, I'm going to say it anyway, because I'm going to put God over man. You can't serve two masters. I'd say the condition of the world, church on every corner. Let's talk about uh, what Matthew says, Matthew 24, 12. Matthew 24, 12. Be, 12. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Oh, there's the answer, David. The love of the world has gone cold. No, it's not. That's not what he's talking about. Scripture's talking about the love of the church has grown cold, folks. This is why the world is in the condition it's in, because the church has grown cold. It's not the love of the people. Their love was cold anyway. It's not the love for God has gone cold. It can't be the world. They didn't have a love for God. There's nothing to go cold. All right, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about the swamps again. Let's go back and make an analogy of the swamps. All right. We have swamps. In there are swamp creatures. And I've seen a swamp being drained. And when a swamp gets drained, like we're doing this morning, all of a sudden you'll see the creatures at the bottom of the swamp, you know, gators and eels and all these things that love to lurk in the dark. They're demonic. They hiss and they, 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 they're angry because you just exposed them. I've seen it. I, I've drained these things. And it's scary. And as we drain this swamp this morning, these demons are hissing and they're mad. But you know what, demon? You have no right. We are sending you back to hell in Jesus' name. Right now, you've gone to hell. You will not return. 
Swamps are stagnant, they're dead. They attract things that should be dead. But these things are not, they're demonic. But you see, why? Because these swamps have a supply of minerals in the water that stimulate decay of organisms and prevent accumulation of dead things floating. Let me say that again. These swamps have a mineral that will, that when something dies, they'll eat it up so that it doesn't look like uh, the, this water is decayed. Now, how do we equate that to a church that is a swamp? Because they have just enough truth that they eat up and suck up the people and all of a sudden, phew, they seem to vanish because these people fall right into their line of thinking. Do you see what I'm saying? They have these, these demonic minerals in there that somehow just camouflage everything and more people flock in, flock in, flock in. And that's what we're gonna do this morning. We're draining that swamp. So I'm praying there's at least one person out there that will stumble across this broadcast this morning and go, who is this idiot? What, wait a minute. I was gonna go to this church because I, hang on, let me investigate this. Let me check this out, folks. One person, all it takes is one person, it's worth it. Matthew 24, Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. Who are many? These are professors, theologians, preachers, music ministers. They've been brought up or taught up in an apostate system. Through a cemetery, oh, sorry, seminary, Freudian slip or the family tradition of some denominational church. God's water's pure, I said that. We have to remember, we're gonna make this analogy and go even deeper into God's water. Let's go to Luke 3.3. 3. The word of God came to John, son of uh, Zechariah in the wilderness. He went to all uh, into all the country around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance and forgiveness of sins. John said to the crowd coming out to be baptized by him, listen to this. See, what happens is these churches that are, are, are um, uh, swamp uh, churches, they're the swamp. They want, they still want to look like and, and smell like and, 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 and want people to believe that they are right on, but they're not. So here's what they do. And this is what John said. These churches will reach out far enough. They'll do baptisms. They'll, uh, they'll have communion. They'll do the things of God, but they are not the things of God. Here's what John says to them. He said to the crowds coming to be baptized by him. Here's the Pharisees, the religious system. You brood of vipers. You, I, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with what? Repentance. See, what the church, these swamps aren't doing, they're not repenting. Folks, we want to pray this morning, every church on every corner will get down this morning, the preachers beginning with their knees and say, God, forgive me. If we had every preacher in every church this morning across the world crying repentance, I'm telling you, the power of God would move, babies would be saved, widows and orphans would be lifted up. And God would be blessed. But they say, no, this religious system says, no, we have Abraham as our father. What they're saying is, oh, no, we're Baptists. Oh, no, we're Methodists. Oh, no, we're Catholics. Don't you understand? We come from a long line of Bible-believing people. So why do we do it? We do it because we pray that it saves one person and here's 
what Jesus said in Matthew 23, 15. Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over the land and sea to win one single convert, one person. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. That's what Jesus said. I'm just reading what scripture says, folks. He says, woe to you Pharisees and hypocrites. Are you thinking that he's only limiting it to the religious system then? No, he's talking now. Woe to you swamp creature preacher. Woe to you uh, religious swamp church. Woe to you. Woe is a hard word. You do everything you can to suck people into your church, to your congregation so it will grow. So you can get a bigger building, more programs. You do everything you can to win one person. And when you have succeeded, congratulations. You've made them twice, twice as much the son of hell as you are. And what does that mean? That means they get sucked into a religious swamp and they have children that are caught up in that religious swamp. That's why he's saying, make you twice the sons of hell. The sons of hell. Folks, this morning we're stopping the multiplication of demons. These are sons of hell. We are sending, we're, can you imagine right now there's a swamp being drained right now spiritually. And these demons are hissing. We don't want to be exposed, but they are exposed right now because you and I are together and we're believing God that, that God's words will give us what we need to carry through and to, 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 to speak truth without worrying about the consequences. Because if I don't speak truth, I do worry about the consequences, but not for man, from God. This morning, we talked about the waters, the living waters, God's waters. And we talked about the dirty water. You know, when the woman at the well, I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, she showed up and there was a well there, Jacob's well, and people drank out of it. They've been doing that for a long, long time. And Jesus said, would you get me a drink of water? So they were talking about water to drink. But Jesus spoke, I'm going to paraphrase, he said, if you knew about the water I was talking about, the living water, you would never thirst again. Many people think that when Jesus said to the woman uh, that she had five husbands and the one she's living with now is not her husband, they call her a sinner because of her sexual sin, because of her immorality when it comes to marriage and come to not being married. Folks, that wasn't it at all. This was a religious, a religious, a spiritual conversation. This had nothing to do with husbands, but yet the preachers in the religious swamp have, have preached this for years. They said, this woman is a sinner. Five husbands, and she's living with someone now, and she's not even married. Oh, shame on you, woman. That's not what was happening. 
This woman was a spiritual woman. She was picking up on what Jesus was saying. She was interested in spiritual things, though she was with a different God. She had been with many gods, five gods, and the God she was with now was not the true God. This is what Jesus was telling her. It is not your husband. It is not the real God. He was talking about the water. The living water. And folks, that's what I'm talking about. That's what God's talking about this morning. God's living water. She ran to the village. She told everybody. She said, I met a prophet. Now, if this was a woman living in sin, if this was a woman, uh, you know, I don't know if you've been like me, but if you've been living in sin, there was a time I was living in sin. I didn't want to hear the things of God. I ran the other way. I didn't want to hear the truth. This woman wanted to hear it. She was willing to hear it. She went and she testified of what she heard. But you see, the swamp creature, preacher, doesn't want you to know the truth, doesn't want you to know that really what she was dealing with was a spiritual thing, was a religious thing. She had a swamp creature. She was living with the swamp creature. Why does your preacher not want to know her, you to know that? Because he is a swamp creature. Let's say your preacher is not yours using that as a frame of reference. Demons are never going to expose demons. So this morning, I want to ask you what... What waters are you swimming in? Each and every one of us have a choice of what water we want to be in. But let me tell you something. It's not an all or nothing. It's each and every day we're drugged into a swamp. But there's repentance. There's an altar. And we get on our knees and we say, God, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Right down, you may be listening to me. You say, David, I don't know the Lord, but I want to. Right now, where you are, I want you to say, Father, right now, where you are. I know I'm a sinner. And Lord, I want to be with you. I, I, I want to be your child. You're my daddy. I'm your baby. Take me, Lord. If you're saying that, your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Congratulations, you have eternal salvation. But each and every day, you're going to try to get drugged. Demons are going to try, try to drag you into that swamp. Just remember, repentance is in every day, every hour sometimes. Say, David, I'm struggling. You know I am. You prayed for me. I can't kick the addiction. I'm having a hard time. I love God, but I'm not struggling. David, I'm lonely this morning. I have unforgiveness. It's hard for me to forgive that person that wronged me. Right now, 
right now. God's pulling you out of that swamp. He's cleansing you with his, with his precious living water. Your heart has now become clean. Folks, this morning we need to pray for the preacher on every corner, for the church in every corner. I, I know it seems hopeless, but God does miracles when God's people pray. Father, I pray that those which you have chosen will come to you right now and worship it, worship the truth and spirit. Father, you'll pull them out of the churches You'll pull them off the streets. They are the rich man. They are the homeless. They are the uneducated, the uneducated. Lord, we're coming to you. This is a great revival that we have this morning. You've always been with us each and every Sunday morning, Father. We honor you for that. We thank you for that. You've healed people. You've delivered people. And we praise you. Matthew 11, 25, Jesus said, Father of heaven, I thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise. What things? Well, the religious system thinks that they know it all. But Father, we're thanking you that you're letting little people like us understand who you are what you are, why you are, and what you want. You're hiding them from the wise and the clever, and you're giving them to your little children who only hunger for you. Sing with me this song. The only way that we can have clean water is to trust Him. Holy trust him, holy trust him, holy trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. I sin oppressed, there's mercy with the Lord, and He will surely give the rest by trusting in His Word. Everybody sing with me. Only trust Him, only trust Him, only trust now he will save you he has saved you he has saved you now for Jesus shed his precious blood rich blessings has bestowed 
plunge me now in crimson flood, Lord. Wash me white as snow. Everybody sing it. Holy trust him. Holy trust him. Holy trust him now. He will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. Thank you, Lord, for saving us this morning from the swamp. Thank you, Lord, for enlightening us, for giving us your words. Thank you for the healing that you've done. And you're not done yet, Lord. You're going to do a lot more healing, but we just want to praise you. We thank you. Your people are on their knees right now this morning, all across the world, praising you and giving you glory. We're trusting you, God. We're trusting you that you will heal our disease, that you will comfort our loneliness. Father, that you will bring our families back together. Yes, Jesus is the truth, the way that leads you unto rest. Believe in him without delay, and you'll be finally blessed. Let's sing it. Only trust him, only trust him. He trusts me now. He has saved you. He has saved you. He has saved you now. <clears throat> God has saved you now, and I forgot my Kleenex. I'm so sorry. And I cry every time I get um, a chance to worship God and to preach the word. And uh, it's so me Kleenex this morning, so I guess I'm going to just get snot all over the place. But anyway, um, I want to bring uh, Shanita in. We're going to have some prayer requests. We're going to be praying for you. Uh, God's just beginning right now. we got some heal healings that God's going to do, uh, some healings uh, going on here. And... Uh, uh, Shanita, you out there with me? Amen. Yeah. I agree. There's definitely healing power. Yes, there is. <clears throat> so the swamp did that? Did that um, make any sense to you? The things I was talking about with the swamp, bringing uh, uh, the religious swamp and the swamp preachers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then. <clears throat> We have some praise reports this morning, Shanita. Um, I have some, um, yes. Yeah, we've been praying faithfully for Monica, and she lets me know that each time we prayed, there have been some um, answers to that prayer for healing. And we've also been praying for my mom's health, and we're seeing uh, an, an improvement. We saw a significant improvement last night so thank you praise god yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome okay um <clears throat> any other prayer requests before you go to the lord 
Yeah, we're praying for Mira and we're praying for uh, Tammy. And we have a request from John Paul and from, uh, let's see. Um, well, meanwhile, I do want to thank Betsy and Rhonda for giving this week. And thank you, Lisa, for letting us know you're part of this family. Yeah, Paul has an unspoken, and then Anthony and Deanna out in California say, you know, every time we step out to gather for prayer and worship, everything gets crazy. So pray for a breakthrough, for healing, for difficult health and financial situations. So we are praying with you. And Angel is requesting prayer over a, a generational curse of mental illness within the family. And okay. praying for Malia's family as her aunt passed away. <clears throat> okay, praise God, and I'm glad your mother's doing better. We're believing in a complete healing for her. Thank um, you. All right. Yep, uh, discouragement to flee. There's no room that's right. for that here. We have expectant hope. <clears throat> We're anticipating seeing the power of God. That's right, absolutely. You know, a lot of times, it's not the disease itself it's it's the it's the fear the insecurity the loneliness of facing that and that's where the demons try to take us mm -hmm. out just and tell us that oh don't sing that song only trust him don't trust god he can't do anything for you but i'm telling you right now just like that woman with that 12 years issue of blood mm -hmm. going through that crowd believing if i can touch touch mm -hmm. the hem of jesus christ I will be healed. And sure enough, he felt mm -hmm. the virtue go out of him. She was healed. Mm -hmm. so she, we've got to do something. When we believe something, we believe God can heal us. We believe God mm -hmm. can perform and do what he says he can do. It, we have to do something. We can't just sit yes. on the couch, eat potato chips, and watch uh, you know, some uh, preacher on television. We've got mm -hmm. to do something. Doesn't that remind you of the word that God gave Ebert about her health selling? And she just didn't hide it or keep it to herself. She told the realtor, this is the price. And the realtor is shocked, you know, it's a list and, you know, says no way. And Ibra says, God can do it because God told me that price. And she told her husband and her husband says, no way, that's impossible. But she verbalized the promise God had given her. Right. And I feel like that act of faith could have been instrumental in Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got to verbalize it. We've got to believe it in our heart. Okay. Thank you, Shanita. I appreciate it. God bless you. All right. Um, yeah. And I want you guys to remember to go to davidhevener.tv uh, and watch us. You can watch us exclusively there. Please consider signing up. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for being with us this morning. You're not done, God. We're not done. We're here for you as long as it, you need for us to be here. Right now, Father, with the power that you've given us, and you've given us this power, Father, in Jesus' name, we're commanding a healing over every name that came off Shanita's lips. Yet every person that's out there that was not able to get their prayer request uh, verbalized, every person out there that needs a healing, Father, there's someone right now that's struggling with a bladder issue. Um, there's someone out there struggling with eyes I've got someone out there who's dealing with headaches right now in Jesus' name. We're commanding that healing. There's a child out there that needs to be healed. Someone has either a child in the family or a child that is, is a friend, but they are going through some terrible times. We're commanding that healing. 
We're commanding a healing over God's people. Father, I'm asking for a blanket of comfort over your people. They're, that your people who we have gathered together this morning are lonely, hurting. I'm asking for a blanket of comfort. Now we're coming against the demons, the demons of mental illness, the demon of addiction, the demon of unforgiveness, the demon of bitterness, the demon of hatred, the demon of self-consciousness, the demon of fear, the demon of anxiety. We name you, we call you out. Even if we didn't call your name, we're addressing you. We cast you out right now of this dirty swamp into the eternal swamps of hell and you will not return. We're thanking you, Father, that you're putting protection over our children, that you're ch changing the mind of that mother that's contemplating getting rid of her child right now. There's a manifestation happening. We're thanking you, Lord, for bringing the people to you that you have called through this ministry, through this broadcast. I'm thanking you for each and every warrior that's here this morning, each and every prayer warrior. In Jesus' name. Sing with me one more time. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him. Only trust him now. He has saved you. He has saved you. He has saved you now. One last time. Thank you all and praise God for you. Um, again, if you'd like to sign up to be a member of this uh, of this community, of this church, uh, and it, we'd like for it to be your church, um, just go to davidhavener.tv forward slash membership and sign the form. It just tells us who you are, that's all. If you would like to pray for us, um, you can, uh, uh, well, pray for us. And if you would like for us to pray for you, send us an email, david at davidhevener.tv. In the subject, pray for me. I pray for you individually, and so does Shanita, and then all of our prayer warriors. And if you'd like to donate to the ministry, consider becoming a uh, prayer partner and a financial partner. You can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give. Uh, forward slash give call 844-806-0006 and we also have a texting number uh, text the word chosen and i like that word chosen i really do because i'm chosen you're chosen the word chosen to 91999 thank you all for your love and your support um and thank you for those of you that have picked up these books um god gave me this book on how to use your true power in these last days these are dark days and I believe God gave, gave, me the, gave me this to really help people through these times. Um, pick up this book and then the story of my life but in Hollywood. Deal with program multiples, astral projection, satanic ritual abuse, um, mind control, all the things there. Please pick that up. And then I want to tell you, and I do this every week. I hope you all forgive me, but we always have new people come on. 
I want to get you episode one, Last Evangelist. You can order that now. And eight hours of me talking to great guests uh, like the late great Russ Dizdar, L.A. Marzulli, Lisa Haven, on and on about end times. Eight hours of uh, interviews on Antichrist, One World Government, Illuminati, Satanism, demonic powers, and how to uh, protect you and your family. Many videos on here. Just uh, you can go to davidhebner.tv forward slash order. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Let me know you're out there. Let me know that you uh, are praying for us. And God bless you each and every week as we come together. Join me tomorrow night, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, with my guests. We're going to be talking about uh, what's really happening today uh, with um, the alien disclosure. It's really alien demon disclosure and how AI is fitting into that. It's going to be very eye-opening with my guests. All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Remember, only trust him. Only trust him. God bless you.